Fresh 107.9, where we keep you fresh all day. You're listening to 107.9 Fresh FM. Welcome to another edition of Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM here in the city of Abeokuta. Today is the last day in the month of November. Tomorrow will start uh, December and, uh, you know, we're already in that festive spirit. And there's something that's been coming to my mind, you know, I want to kick, kick off things with that. Oh, by the way, my name is Lulu Fadoju and what's that thing that's been on my mind? It's, uh, I mean, uh, we're wrapping up the year already and uh, there are quite a number of people that would have... Uh, what's it called now, resolutions that they had, you know, at the beginning of the year, you have things you hope to achieve this year. I mean, it's about time one reflects and, uh, you know, you count your blessings and you also count, you know, you look at those things you hope to achieve this year. You say, how far have I gone so far? And uh, what more is, what's what's left for me to do this particular year? And then you can also set goals for the next year. You don't have to wait till it's, uh, you know, the, the, the last minute, maybe the last uh, week of the of the year that's in December for you to now set up goals for 2022. Oh my, I was about saying 2021, but it's 2022 in the next couple of days. I mean, less than, uh, less than, that's about 31 more days and you'll be in uh, 2022 or 20, 32 days thereabouts. So it's about time we reflect and say, how far have I gone so far? And also plan towards the next year. It's still Freshly Pressed and Fresh 107.9 FM. Let's get to it real quick. You know, Freshly Pressed, that's where we get to look into the papers, take some couple of headlines, details of some stories, get some perspective from an analyst, and then you also get to share your thoughts on uh, some of the stories that made the headlines. Sitting and starting with a Punch newspaper. You have this one on paid arrears. Our members are dying, says Ikiti Pensioners. Optimal public service delivery requires efficient civil service, as according to Oshin Baju. Another one, use NYC to attain greatness. DG tells core members. CSO condemns fresh killings in Plateau community. Away from this now to a few more headlines. Still in the Ponch newspaper, FRSC visits accident victims in Lagos Hospital, donates provisions. Another one is still in the same paper. Fiamy asks media to promote inclusion in security reporting. Lawyers fault Kayamo over comments on NSAS panel. That story is also there in the Punch newspaper this morning. FG, FG's capital market debt, rather, 
FG Capital Market Debt Servicing gulps 2.18 trillion naira in 10 months. That's according to a report in the Punch newspaper. Oshimbaju Lords Okoa inaugurates Delta IPP. Kogi's financial statements standard for accountability. That's according to the World Bank. Despite FG's revenue crunch, NIS projected passport revenue drops by 96%. That story is also there this morning in the Punch newspaper. And for those who you know follow football, there's quite a, a couple of stories there having to do with football. But you've already followed sports with Bolao this morning. So I don't need to you know stress uh, that particular information. That's having to do with uh, the Ballon d'Or for 2021. But away from this now, two other headlines. And moving to the Premium Times, you have this one. COVID-19, Nigerian government begins office-to-office vaccination. That story is there in the Premium Times this morning. Away from this to another one, the CVR, INEC, records 4.4 million fresh registrations. Police rescue soldier, 15 others abducted by insurgents. That's according to an official. Away from this, Governor Abiodun swears in Oluwashino, Ogunbade, as Ogun State's new Attorney General. That story is there in the Premium Times this morning. Away from this, the Sokoto government to unveil world-class advanced medical diagnostics center. Ten killed, 252 inmates escape in Joss prison attack. That's according to an official COVID-19 mass vaccination campaign. Nigerian government lists Ogun, Nasarawa, others as best performing states. That's a good one there having to do with the Ogun state where we end. Away from this now. Evans, scared witnesses can testify online. Court rules as having to do with uh, the alleged billionaire kidnapper, uh, Evans. Away from this now to a few more headlines. Still in the same paper, on the same, uh, still in the same paper, rather. That's the Premium Times. NLC urges Buhari to sign Electoral Act Amendment Bill into law. We'll be looking at that later on on the program. And finally, moving to the Vanguard newspaper this morning for a couple of headlines. You have this one: transportation key to attainment or of AFCFTA objectives. That's according to Amechi. Securing lives more important than building bridge can, tells Kaduna government. Okua will leave worthy legacies for Deltans. That's according to Oshimbajo. And SARS, why FG can't declare panels illegal? Falano, Adegburua, Ubani, that's them speaking there or reacting to uh, that initial statement made by uh, Festus Kiyamu. Away from this, Buari to federal varsities, to federal varsities of technology, come up with lasting solution on Hedis Farmers crisis. That story is also there this morning in the same paper. Still taking more headlines from the Vanguard newspaper. You have this one. Omicron COVID, we're on a lot. Don't be complacent. FG wants that story is also there in the Vanguard newspaper for this morning. Now taking details of some of the stories. We're doing that shortly right after this break. Stick around. It's still freshly pressed and fresh. 107.9 FM. Star five 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 star pin ash. Baba Jani, kini gong. Utu tin shiron jari. Star five 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 star pin ash. Hey, mukbe. E wotu ni star five 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 star pin ash. Oh, shankele number two bado bagbeni yeo. Ten star five 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 star pin ash. Lati bai lo po mefa woi beto bara so yo poi bani soro eteli re. Jack bani wagono mefa naira ifa family alese kese. Lori bobo woi poi wagono naira to bara. Fubo gweni towa lori o poi bani soro eteli ni o. Yeah, Johnny. Show some data, sir. 
FM Nigeria, select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all-in-one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. Back still fresh 107.9 FM, freshly pressed and starting with the stories having to do with Ogun State. I start with this one that's in the Tribune newspaper on COVID 19, Ogun rated top performing state in mass vaccination. A report by the National Primary Healthcare Development Agency, NPHCDA, had rated Ogun State atop other states in the Federation in the ongoing mass vaccination campaign against COVID 19. This was disclosed by the NPHDB in its recent rating of top five performing states and governors. Other states on the top list are where Zamfara, Oyo, Oshun, Ekiti states, respectively. The chart, however, indicated the names of the top five governors as a way of alluding the feats of the feats to the efforts put in place with Governor Dakwa Abiodun ahead of others. That story is there. In the Tribune newspaper this morning and a few other papers. Moving to the Premium Times for another story having to do with Ogun State here. I'm trying to get uh, details of that particular story. Okay, uh, Governor Abiodun swears in Uluwashin or Ogunbade as Ogun State's new Attorney General. The Ogun State Governor, Dakbo Abiodun, has charged the new Attorney General and Commissioner for Justice, Uluwashin or Ogunbade, to provide the right leadership and also come up with innovative ways of improving on the administration of justice in the state. The governor made this call in his office after swearing in the senior advocate of Niger designate as a member of the state executive council. That story is there in the Premium Times this morning and a few other papers you have uh, similar stories. And there's still final one having to do with Ogun State uh, going to the Punch newspaper. EFCC arrests 60 at Yahoo Boy Awards Night in Ogun. Operatives of the Lagos Command of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission have arrested 60 suspected internet fraud stars during an awards ceremony at the Conference Hotel in Abeokuta, Ogun State. EFCC said investigation revealed that the event tagged Peer Youth Awards was organized to reward high-level internet fraud stars. Items recovered from the suspects at the point of arrest include exotic cars, electronic devices, laptop computers, and mobile phones. That story runs on and on there in the Punch newspaper this morning. And away from this now to some national stories. Uh, let's get to it real quick. Okay, this one having to do with President Muhammad Buhari and uh, the 
Electoral Act, Electoral Act Amendment, Buhari Rights INEC, six advice on direct primaries, others. The President, retired Major General Muhammad Buhari, has written a letter to the Chairman, Independent National Electoral Commission, Professor Mahmoud Yakubu, seeking comments from INEC over the Electoral Act Amendment Bill, which was passed by the National Assembly on November 9, 2021. Buhari will receive the bill on November 19th, has until December 19th to sign it or communicate to the National Assembly's feelings and comments about the bill. But if after 30 days the President refuses to sign the bill and the National Assembly is not in support of the President's amendments, the Senate and the House of Representatives can recall the bill and pass it. If the bill is passed in the form it was sent to the President by two-third majority votes in both chambers, the bill automatically becomes a law even without the signature of the president's last story is there in the Bond newspaper this morning i know akim karim has reactions to this but we'll get to him we'll get to him shortly okay moving from this now to another one in the Bond newspaper that's uh this morning ekiti state on paid arrears our members are dying say ekiti pensioners the chairman nigeria union of pensioners ekiti state council joel akiola lamented on Monday that members of the association were dying in large numbers from age-related ailments, resulting from lack of means to cater to their health needs. Akinola, who said the colossal amount owed pensioners in the states in the state as gratuities and pensions had compounded their situation. He called on the governor of the state, Dr. Kairi Faimi, to pay all pension arrears of both state and local government local government's former workers before the end of 2021. Away from this now to a few more stories. There are quite a lot of stories this morning in the papers. You have this one having to do with the federal government. A new hazard allowance for health workers coming, says federal government. The federal government has said it will take its final decision on the proposed new hazard allowance for health workers next week. The Minister of Labour and Employment, Senator Chris Ngege, stated this in his office during a meeting of the Presidential Committee on Salaries with the leadership of the Nigeria Medical Association and its affiliates on Monday. The meeting deliberated on the review of the hazard allowance, the NMA position on the retention of the Medical and Dental Consultants Association of Nigeria and medical and dental doctors in academics members on the consolidated medical salary structure and removal of a National Youth Service Corps doctors or interns from the scheme of the service, and the presentation by the Federal Ministry of Health and Office of the Head of Service of the Federation on the upward review of the retirement age for medical or health workers. That story is there in the Point newspaper. And the final story I'll be taking this morning has to do with IPOB. Oji Kalu visits Anamde Kanu, says I'll continue to counsel him. That story is in the Point newspaper. A former governor of Abia State and current chief whip of the Senate, Senator Oji Uzokalu, on Monday paid a visit to the leader of the indigenous people of Biafra, Inamdu Kanu, who is in the custody of the Department of State Services. Kalu, who shared on Facebook that he had a discussion with the IPOB leader, whom he met in good health and care. The senator said he will continue to counsel Kanu, just as he had always done in the past, whether he listens or not. Our story is there in the Ponch newspaper this morning. Oh my, that's this one in Ogun State. Explosion. Abiodun Capet's DPO orders redeployment. Hoodlums arrest. Ogun State Governor Dakwa Abiodun on Monday decried alleged complicity of the divisional police officer in charge of La Fenwa Abeokuta in an explosion recorded in the area directing the State Commission of Police, Lanre Bankoli, to immediately redeploy him. 
Abiodun said investigation showed that the DPO was aiding and abetting crimes and criminality in and around the area, especially inside Lafenwa Market and its environment. The governor also ordered the arrest of all miscreants involved in setting on fire a petrol-laden tanker that led to the explosion on Sunday. And that's as much as I'll be taking when it comes to details of the stories I have in the studio with me, Akim Kareem. Good morning, Akim, and good to have you in the studio. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I mean, this is the last day in the month of November. Let's start on that note. Uh, December is right uh, by the corner. And uh, yes. w- w- how has it been so far this year for you? Yes, basically at all times, as we are, we are supposed to thank God, thank God for his mercies, because uh, people that... People that we started the year with, some of them are in the hospitals now. Some of them are dead. Some of them, and they, 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 it may be that people have not achieved all their aims. It may be that they have not uh, achieved all their set goals or strategic objectives for the year. But the fact of uh, good health, for the for the fact of being alive, is more than more than any other, any goal that has not been met. And so, as a countdown to the last thirty one days of the year. I think uh, we need to be grateful to God for his mercies and uh, strategize, if I can put that. Plan new goals, redefine your goals, and uh, look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses, work on your strengths, improve on your strengths, uh, turn your weaknesses to your strengths, and then move into the new year with... uh, I hope. Mm, thank, thank you for, for an impromptu uh, speech. Yeah, that was good. That was good. All right, let's get to the details of what we have in the papers. Let's start here in Ogun State. Uh, you're starting with this one. Ogun being rated as a top performing state in terms of uh, vaccination uh, in Nigeria. Mass vaccination. Top performing. Also, our governor is the top performing governor. What does this say? Yes, it says, uh, it says a lot. Volumes. Hmm. Volumes. I, if I, I can put it that way. Because, um, like, like I said to people, the cup is either half full of, uh, or half empty, depending on who is looking at the cup, depending from what point of view you are looking at it. And a lot of us are extreme cynics. We do not, we, some of us even see the cup as half empty. But then when, and this is the thing for me, when we see things that we do not like, with the paper reports, oh, this is happening here, we call out the government, we put them on the spot, we critique them, we criticize them. So when they also report that they are doing well, like this report, which I basically will have been, which I am sure must have been based on some empirical analysis mm-hmm. of number of vaccinations, you know, and uh, taking other factors into consideration, availability of the vaccines, and uh, what the state has put into into it. Because you know, the, this uh, the vaccination uh, administration of the vaccines is being done at primary healthcare centers. You have to register and do all that. So, if the Ogun State government has been rated as the president, it's a good one for us. When you look at even in advanced climes in America, Canada. They are virtually forcing people, begging people, appealing to them to come for the vaccines, you know, even when they are more available than we have here. Mm. So I think it's a good one. And uh, I will also urge the uh, government, the Kuala led government, not to rest on their hours, not to be complacent, because like my dad used to tell me, self-complacency is the worst in the camp to any individual. The moment complacency sets in, then retardation comes in gradually. So they need to do more. They need to look at how we can have a best of the best. Mm. So I think it's a good one for the government and for the people of Ogun State. But this is a positive and a good news. All right, uh, still in Ogun State, uh, there's this one having to do with the DPO at uh, La Fenwa. Uh, that's the DPO, Divisional Police Officer in charge of La Fenwa. That's uh, a story I have saying that uh, the governor capited uh, the DPO, ordered its redeployment. Well, in that particular details of that story, says that uh, the governor said 
Investigations show that the DPO was aiding and abetting crimes and criminality in and around the area. Yes, I, I think, uh, was it Saturday? I'm, uh, not, I'm not too sure when the fire outbreak happened. I just saw on Instagram, Biofalikis Instagram, and showing huge uh, bellows, I don't know if I'm right, of fire. And uh, we learned it was, uh, there, there was a truck that um, fell down. And uh, eventually, because some people could not, could not take the fuel, they decided to set it on fire. I wonder what level of thinking, what level of wickedness that will be. That because you attempt to steal something that is not your own, then once you are unable to steal it, then you put it on, set it on fire. And in the process, people, people have died. Mm. And now I'm sure Mr. Governor gets security reports every day from all the local governments in Ogun State. I'm, get, I'm sure he gets his reports from the DSS. I'm sure he gets from the police. He gets from his SC security. And uh, I'm sure he has more information than we do. And you mentioned so the, the, the complicity of the of the DPO. Yes, uh, yeah, we ca- we can say alleged complicity. Mm. Now, Mr. Governor has said it, but uh, you assassin must prove. Mm. Said the DPO has a penchant for arresting these urchins and then releasing them. You know, we don't know, and th- th- that's that's virtually what the police does in most instances. I do not know whether from it, your own experience, yeah, from what I've seen majorly, mm. it's only until probably it becomes a case of the press being involved. Or the high might of society being involved, that's when you now see uh, reluctant prosecution, reluctant arraignment and prosecution. I know. So if that DPO, like Mr. Governor said, he has the commission of police to redeploy him, uh, because I'm certain I know the governor doesn't have the constitutional capacity or powers to redeploy him, but he has asked the person who has the powers to redeploy him. And don't forget, he's the chief security officer of the state. If he feels a person in a particular place would not aid security arrangements he has in place, I think he should be given that honor for the DPO to be redeployed. Not that his DPO is being sacked, not that the DPO is being tried, you know, although the, the governor has tried the DPO in a court of, in the public court, mm. a court of public opinion, if I, if, I may, if I may put it that way. But in my estimation, the governor is the chief security officer of the state. He has a responsibility. When things go wrong, we do not blame the CP. Do not blame the DPO. We blame the governor. the governor, even for his appointees. We blame for for even vicarious liability mm. for people he has appointed into office. So I think if he feels the DPO is in the way of strategic attainment of security and peace in Abeokuta and Ogun State, then I think the DPO should be deployed so that there can be somebody that will work within the team spirit, the spirit of the Ogun State government to ensure peace. And then when you, when you look at it, just last week we also had. Skirmishes between secondary school students. I'm not sure. I think Ashero Grammar School, another school where another DPO was injured, and now street urchins. When you look at all this, is you see a problem, a problem of the youth surfacing, untrained youth, uneducated youth, mm. because there's a level of education you have that you don't go and try to scoop fuel. No, irrespective of how greedy you could be, irrespective of your greed, irrespective of your avarice, right? It's, I think it's a function, in my, in my estimation, it's a function of education. Because mm-hmm. I know if you know that there's a future for you, a decent future for you, probably you're going to get a job, you have proficiencies, you will do well for your family, you earn a living, a decent living, you won't go and risk your life in skirmishes of secondary schools or or the, the full tanker issue Scooping that happened. Yeah. So the, all these things is the education of the past, the people that were educated in the past, not haunting us as a nation. 
So, 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 so the, the point you, you're trying to make is something has to be done to tackle this menace. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite, quite embarrassing that secondary school students in this age, 2021, belong to secret cults and they, they are strong enough to wound a policeman, a DPO. So if they could injure the policeman, I, we saw the blood on the man said, it's another DPO anyway. Mm-hmm. Then it means that they could keep a policeman. If they could keep policemen, then what will happen to you if they meet Akim on the road and say, but that was just one of Do you understand? All right. So you All see, right. this menace, what about by poverty and illiteracy and lack of education, has to be addressed and nipped in the board. And what other way to do it than to reorientate these youths and give them values and proficiencies that will, that, that, that will make life meaningful to them? Because anybody who has, uh, who, who feels life is meaningful to him, and as a plan for his life, we're not going to be scooping fuel when you know that the, uh, the next minute you could be burnt beyond recognition. Now, I, I still have a question having to do with the DPO, the handing of the DPO. But uh, let's get back to what you were just talking about in terms of the youth. Whose responsibility is it then? I mean, you, you talked about, uh, you know, education and the likes. Is it the government's responsibility? Or do you also think maybe it's the family responsibility or it's everyone, it's, everyone it's a, it's a, together? It's a societal responsibility. We mm. cannot put all our expectations on the gov- on the government because the threat of the gov- the fact that the government at any point in time does not have the financial resources to meet all our obligations at any point in time does not have the personnel to meet all our resources at any point in time the, even lacks the political will to ensure we get everything we want from the government Look like just like a father may not always be able to do everything a child wants but the child has to see a willingness this father that oh even I want this I can't get it from you but I know that if you had it you're going to give it to me. So what I say is a joint responsibility of the society, religious organizations which we have put so much trust in have a role to play here. The the the, the community has a role to play and the family is a part of the community. And if I I can say this serious, seriously on live radio that where the government fails, where the community fails, where religious institutions or the society has failed, the family should not fail. Because the failure of the family is the worst. So I think parents also have a huge responsibility to ensure that they understand what it's going to cost. They need to educate their children. They need to educate their world. Not necessarily through ensuring they go to the university. Artisanship is a way out. There are many artisans that are richer than PhD holders in this country. I know welders in the Madon, in Abekuta here, who are doing so well that even people that are on salary job. Do you understand? They are artisans. You may think that what they do is dirty, but they make a decent livelihood out of it. Mm. Other other economies of the world, Germany, uh, a lot of other countries, are able to survive and improve on their productivity because they ensure that people learn proficiencies in artisanship and, and they are able to uh, add to the GDP of their country. So on the issue of poverty and education, it doesn't necessarily have to be a white scholar job or university education. It could be technical colleges. It could be learning from a master and then just ensure you add value to your lives. Just ensure the family the family ensures that words have added value to their lives to make them useful to the society. All right. Uh, two more things uh, we, before we move to... Uh, one more thing before we move to the national issue here. Um, now we have the report. Now that report, you know, in, you know, according to the governor, alleging that uh, a DPO is aiding and abetting crime. Now also, also they, they talked about his inefficiency in carrying out his statutory duties of maintaining law and order in the state. Is it just enough for the police to redeploy him? 
if the police chooses to redeploy, I think, is it uh, enough? I think uh, that uh, that the governor of the state, the CSO, because I was also shocked when I read that story, who come out in the open to say the DPO should be redeployed, is already a, a, a minus for the DPO. This news will not leave leave us. Some of some, some of them must have uh, munched that uh, story, kept it, archived it somewhere. But then I also think that if uh, Mr. Governor is uh, so sure of himself and is sure that the strategic aims of getting peace and security in Ogun State was hampered by the activities or the action and inaction of the DPO, then I think the DPO may also be reported to the Police Service Commission, who are his employers, for for other punitive actions, mm. so that that may serve as a deterrent to others. But uh, if I'm saying. If, if and only if Mr. Governor has the facts and figures right that have been presented, then I think that's the way to go. Report it to the Police Service Commission so that if it is going to be an official query or a summon or a panel so that he defends himself and if he's culpable, apparently there will be punishment for, for what he has done. All right, there's this final question I have for you having to do with uh, the story in the Punch newspaper having to do with the Electoral Act Amendment. But before we get into it, we need to go on this quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more on the Electoral Act Amendment, which Buhari has reached to INEC seeking for advice on direct primaries. Stick around. It's still freshly pressed and fresh. 107.9 FM. Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, posts and news updates the fresh fm nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on android and ios as you use the fresh fm app review and rate our app we're available 24 7 for more updates thank you for choosing fresh as the best with Ocrest. you're listening to 107.9 fresh fm Welcome back. I still have in the studio with me, Akim Karim. And Akim, I was asking you, I was going to ask you about uh, the decision of the president to write to INEC to seek uh, the comments, uh, or seeking comments from INEC over the Electoral Act Amendment Bill, which was passed by the National Assembly. Um, I do know your sentiments concerning this. Initially, you were saying uh, you don't think maybe the president would want to sign it and the likes. Also, we know that there's been back and forth. Some people trying to put pressure on the president to sign, some not to sign, especially having because of the direct primaries. Uh, what's your take on the president seeking the opinion of the election umpire, particularly I, I having to do it, with it, direct it, primaries? It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do because I, I was actually impressed with... Uh, when I read that story, I was impressed that, oh, Mr. President doesn't want to take this uh, decision based on the pressure on, on him. Uh, because uh, the INEC has actually come out before now. I think Mr. Festus Okoye has actually come out to say now that they lack the capacity uh, at that moment to 
conduct uh, direct primaries for all the political parties in all the worlds of the in all the worlds available in Nigeria. Uh, but now that uh, Mr. President has written INEC to 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 seek for their expert opinion because this is about INEC, mm. they are the they are, they are the uh, center of it all. If it's going to work out, it has to be about their capacity uh, to to make it work. Because um, eventually, when the bill is passed, in, when the bill has been passed into the law and assented to by Mr. President, then INEC has no choice but to to adhere to it. I think it's a good one that Mr. President is not uh, basing uh, basing his decision to sign or not to uh, to assent. Just his whims and caprices, like I thought he was going to do, mm. you know. But now that he has sought expert opinion, let's wait out for what INEC will say. Let's. Uh, but what I know about INEC is that capacity. I know people people not, do not usually know the quantum of capacity they can do until they have no choice but to get to those capacities. People, let's say somebody is doing physical exercises, you may never know how many push-ups you can do until the only choice for you is to get it done. And so we're talking about capacity, like I discussed with you yesterday in the battle, and also with Olake yesterday in the battle. I, I made it clear that capacity is not something that you can say at this moment you lack. Because one moment you, you may lack the capacity, but when you are conscious that you need to improve to a certain level, you are going to get answers to it. In the past, we never used core members for, elect, for election for any reason. But Professor Jega came around and realized that the core members are going to be more truthful and have more integrity than the local government staff that we used to use in the past. And it brought them in. It has worked for us. So I think the present leadership of uh, INEC under Professor Mahmoud Yakubu also needs to think out of the box. And they should not blame capacity for this. Because capacity is something that, they can, that can be improved over time. Do you understand? So now Mr. President has sought for an opinion. Let's know what they are going to say in return. And let's see how this will pan out. But in my estimation, everybody, virtually everybody, even those who kick against direct, primary, uh, direct uh, primaries for choosing of uh, candidates, agree that that's the way to go. What they are saying that is, is that it's not the time now. But I always think that the best time to do the right thing is always now. In actual fact, the best time to do the right thing is, was yesterday. If you couldn't have done yesterday, then you should do it now. So that along the year, it doesn't mean that we're going to have perfect uh, direct premise in the first election. But moving and, and you don't think that will be a problem if it's not smooth enough? No, not that it should not be smooth. There's a difference between us something not smooth enough and being perfect. Mm. And in actual fact, have we had any perfect election in Nigeria? No. But we have had smooth elections. But when you weigh it, when you weigh it, direct primaries, indirect primaries, the impact on the people, the impact on the on the processes, and the, the likely consequence of going for direct primaries, and the consequence of not going for direct primaries, I think majority of the of people who have contributed on this agree that direct primaries is the way to go. What they are only bothered about is the timing and uh, uh, the cost and uh, probably the logistic uh, uh, over, uh, uh, burden on, on INEC. Right. But I tell you, the logistic burden can be overcome. The 2023 election is not happening next month. It's not happening in like a year and a few months' time. So they have like 14, 15 months to plan and improve on the capacity. Ahead of the primaries, the, of the primaries. in political parties. Ahead of the primaries. Mm. Even if they're going to employ more ad hoc staff that could be trained purposely for, for those reasons. And it doesn't mean that at the first time it's going to be perfect. But we are within something reasonable. We need to be on the right path. We need to do the right things. We need to take powers away from the hands of the emperor governors and put it in the hands of the people. And we need to be sure that by taking power away from the governors, we are not uh, we are not removing one uh, one cabal and replacing with another cabal. Mm. All right, I thank you for your thoughts. Uh, let's get to the phone lines at zero eight zero three. 
Okay, I take it again. 80 3322 That is 80 Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, Engineer Polabi, I'm calling from Songo. Go ahead, Engineer. Yes, on, on, on the issue of uh, INEC uh, conducting primaries, I think um, we are trying to overload INEC. INEC is responsible for general elections. And, and uh, when you look at uh, primaries, it is, it is an home issue, home issue to the political parties that were involved. So it is the solely responsibility of the of the of the uh, of the political parties to conduct themselves towards making um, make, 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 making the uh, primaries to to happen and happen in a way that is going to be okay for all the parties. It's a party level. It's a party affair. The members of the political parties are the ones that will conduct the primaries. It is not the the the, 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 the duty of the INEC to conduct political party primaries. So it is going to overload the INEC for conducting uh, the, 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 the primaries. So we should not encourage it. We should allow the parties to take charge of their primaries. You've made your that point. is the truth. You've made your so, point. You've made your point. No, 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 that, the obligations of the party to INEC, they, they do not have the capacity All right, you've made your to point. take charge of that primary. No, it, no. it is the duty of All the right. political parties. All right, you've made your point. To conduct themselves. Thank you. Yes, do that clarification. Nobody has said or is saying or suggesting that INEC will conduct the elections, the primaries. INEC will only supervise. Mm. Right? The previous elections that were done, uh, primaries that were done through indirect, where they pick people based on uh, youth and uh, whatever, women, uh, elective posts, and bring them together. INEC doesn't does organize it. INEC only supervises. They only have somebody there that at that to point monitor. will agree to monitor. Mm. So we are not, it's not, uh, it's not as if they are going to conduct the primaries on behalf of the political parties. No. That is because we should not change the narrative. We should not set out a wrong narrative and comment on the wrong narrative. The position is that the parties will conduct the primaries. Now, the parties in the past had the option either to go for direct or indirect and communicate to INEC. Look at, for instance, in the 20, bill of 2019 election, some states of the federation use di- direct, some, some, some states use indirect primaries. INEC is just to monitor and supervise, not to conduct the Families. All right, thank you for that clarification. Back to the phone lines. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Lulu. Good morning. Your name, uh, where are you good, calling from? Good morning, I'm Tim Karen. Good morning, sir. My name is Engineer Paul O'Neill. I'm calling from Adokuta. Go ahead. Thank you for your analysis that helps us to also get the, the, the drift in all these matters. I also think that direct primaries is the best, and uh, I don't see anything wrong in the president asking for IMEC to also guide guide him. But I I just hope that uh, he does not, uh, you know, escape signing this one. We need to move forward. 
we, we are supposed to have totally digitalized and do electronic voting. So I don't, I, I just pray it doesn't give us any excuse not to sign this one. All right. We'll see the, 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 the governor questioning the DPO is huge to me. It's very, it's very huge. And it also shows the lacuna in our system where you call the governor the chief security officer of the state and uh, actually the security of the state is not in the hands fully because he doesn't have a state police and the police is not under him. I think the police should look into his complaint mm. seriously and take action effectively. Mm. Thank you for your program. I enjoy Akim Karim's voice and his analysis every day. Thank you. Sometimes Thank you. I'm not satisfied by what he says that I don't have to call. Thank God you. bless you. You too. God bless you. Zero eight zero double three double two ten seventy nine. That's the phone line to be a part of a conversation. I take it again. Zero eight zero. Double three, double two, ten, seven, nine. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where are you calling from? God bless you, my brother. Mr. Lulu, good morning to you. Good morning, Akip Karim. I'm Kyle from Abekuta. Uh, my take this morning uh, is the um, from where the governor of Augustine is coming from. I think it's a good one. You see, when you see the reason for essential and imperative leadership, the purposeful leadership, uh, you find it in Augusta under the leadership. I'm not here to play to the gallery this morning, but when you see somebody challenging the issue of effectiveness, activeness, progressiveness, this is somebody I've seen in, though it might be so quiet, but then I think it's a good one if some people will go a whole lot to go and probably put fire or probably put, 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 put some matches in a particular place where there is a kind of petrol that is probably going to engulf the whole area, length and breadth of life and water. I think it's not a good one. The police, that DPU, it's not been effective at all and active for me. And like you have said, uh, told us this morning, stories, the, the, the chief security officer might have received some reports before now, which are not known to us. And he has not, why can't he have done it to the DPU in Nadaton or DPU in Babadaoko? So definitely the man has been at that uh, particular time where you had not been so effective at all. Mm. So that's that. And then for uh, INET, I think when you have dishes, you have probably not been able to clean your kitchen very well. And you are trying to call the attention of Mr. President not to do something else, to be needful for the country. I think it's not a good one to go. Uh, we need to stop all this. We need to turn around and have opportunity in what we are asking for, in electronic uh, voting and then transmission of uh, results. Right. If not, we will just continue to stay in the same position, on the same spot for long so for how long should we continue like this? Thank you for Thank you, Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where you yeah. come from? Yeah, good morning, Mr. Lulu and uh, Mr. Kim Karim. Yeah, my name is Volan Volan from Mr. Gavine. Yeah, I want to have my take this morning on this uh, Labrador issue. I think uh, everybody has his own opinion to, to uh, make an approach 
a particular thing. Uh, I actually have not seen the DPO before. But occasionally, I have made a contact, a distress call to the DPO, whereby, for instance, if you, if you, if you, if you could remember, there was a certain time we were having a kidnapping issue. Anytime we have this issue, when I call the DPO, it make respond immediately. Even recently, just seven days now, or thereabouts, there was a, a, a heavy accident that came up in our address there. I called him in the midnight, at around 9 o'clock p.m. He sent his voice to that phone. You know, One thing I want us to understand here, you can't be 100% perfect. But we should about about We parents too, in this thing that happened, we have our own take too. Which are what? All these boys, you know, it's because they didn't have home training. That's why they find themselves in doing all these uh, uh, all things. I mean, all these uh, uh, dragons they do. You understand? Because how could somebody ignite or ignite a, 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 a fuel that you know this is dangerous? You understand? Before, before that kind of thing came up, the only thing I can blame the DPO for is just that he is supposed to be proactive before now. He knows the rudiments. I mean, he knows where these people are hiding. He was supposed to have been, you know, you know, giving them a, a, a kind of pressure on oh, this way. Oh. Because those boys are not there for now. They have been there for long. And I think this should be a lesson to any GPO that having all these crops around themselves, they should not until they perpetrate uh, evil or crime. They should go after them if you want to see them gathering. They should discuss. I mean, they should they should scatter their judging oh, because now made your point. it's just like ah. Uh, You've made your point. Thank you. We have to take all the calls. Uh, uh, all right. The governor has his own reason for making that kind of uh, uh, I'm going to be the, the comment. So I think calls. they should do proper investigation on this. Mm. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. That's zero eight zero double three double two ten seventy nine. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning, Lulu. Good morning. My name is Honorable Larry Gachi. Good morning, Honorable. Yeah, Larry is calling from the People's Parliament in Abelkuta. Go ahead. Well, I want to just give kudos to Mr. Governor for his action at the uh, last one of the team. But I think, you know, parents need to really come their walls and make sure that all these businessmen, we need to see them moving about the street. Please report them to the military authority so that. They can cop salt because then unfortunately, I know someone who had ignite, you know, I mean, the, the petrol of the thing that, you know, cost all this while. I mean, I'm so sorry of the thing. Good morning, have a pleasant day. You God too. Bless you. God bless you too. 080 That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation this morning. Let's get your thoughts on some of the stories that made the headlines. Hello, good morning. Hello? Good morning. Uh, good morning, my dear brother. Good morning to you. Your name is. Good morning, to Hakim. Good morning, sir. Yeah, you have a Solomon on the line. Go ahead. I think I'm surprised this morning in the reaction of the governor of Ogun State. I'm really, really surprised. I just love it. How so? Are we are we blaming the DPO? What are we blaming the DPO for? I mean, I did, did you follow the story? Did you follow the story? Oh, don't. 
Hold on, Jare, my dear brother. Okay, go, Akim, go have ahead. you passed through have you passed through that road before? Not not any time recently. That, that's laughing while uh, run that road. Have you passed it before? Not recently. What what are we saying? Look, I've said it and the but the state governor just should sit right and do what, what what they're supposed to do. If that road is in good condition, that that thing that happened on Sunday will not will not happen. It's just because the road is not in a good condition. And the people of Ogun State have been shouting even during the, the last regime started that uh, that project. And the current government has been there for the for almost three years or four years now. What are they done in the, in that place? Not even only that place. Come to Allah, the road that comes from Songbo that come out at Ododubega. The project has been abandoned. And we have been shouting since. Look, and that is why sometimes when people say continuity, sometimes continuity can be corruption sometimes. So, because this continuity, you know, I don't see I don't see any meaning to it. Can I ask you a quick question? Can I ask you a quick question? You are question? free. You are free. Okay. Uh, now you've mentioned the issue having to do with the road and the likes. But does that absolve the, um, the DPO when they say that he's been ineffective in carrying out his duty? See, Nigerian politicians can look for any excuse. All right. You've to cover themselves up. For as far as, as far as I'm concerned, as far as, as, far as, as I'm concerned, I've been being there for a very long time now. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? And I've listened to radio, uh, radio, a lot of radio stations in the country where they are commenting. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Just oh, because right. I'm missing you want to you want to give a dog bad name just because you want to kill him. You've made your thank you. point. Thank you. Thank you, Solomon, for your thoughts. Uh, quite a, a different perspective uh, from uh, what we've been hearing concerning this issue. 80 That's the full line to be a part of the conversation. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning to you. Yeah. And that work is a bit... Uh, we can barely hear you. Hello. Hello. Good morning. We can hear you. Hello. Can you hear us? We try again. We try again. Uh, quite unfortunate. Uh, the network is a bit poor. This will take just about one or two more calls. Let's see who we have here. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where are you calling from? My name is Jide. I'm calling from Abel Kuta. Go ahead, Jide. Yeah, I think it is ridiculous. Really ridiculous for the government to want to nail this blame on the DPO. For ever's sake, it's not the DPO that has made that to be as in shambles as it, as it was on Sunday. And to shock a whole lot of people that even the governor wasn't aware of how bad that road has been. So I'm not saying they should not do their own damage control, but even with that, we should, there should be some semblance of responsibility on the part of the government because if the road was in good shape, nothing of such would have happened on Sunday. Good morning. All right, uh, thank you for your thoughts. This will take just one more call before we wrap up the show this morning. Zero eight zero three two three two, rather zero eight zero double three double two ten seventy nine. That's zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where you calling from? Uh, I think that is Fresh FM. This is Fresh FM. Huh? This is Fresh FM. Go ahead. Okay, 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 okay. 
concerning the issue of uh, policemen uh, at your name? Lafayette. What's your name and where are you calling from? Okay, okay. My, na- my name is uh, Yemi James. Go ahead, Yemi. Okay. We are not talking only about what happened just of recent. We are talking about the generality of what the policemen are doing at Lafayette. Mm. Talking about them, the moment you get to Tota Philly Station, the, you will meet police. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Do try again. I can't still try to take your call again. Zero zero double three double two ten seven nine. That's the phone line to be a part of a conversation. Hello, good morning. Hello. Oh my, oh my, I seem something is wrong with the network. Hello? I do try again. Uh, before we wrap up the show, let's see if we can get that call back. And it was about telling us, uh, you know, something having to do with the police at La Fenwa. Hello, good morning. Hello? Oh my, oh my. Yeah, time is fast spent already. So sorry we can't take more calls. It's been a great time on the show and Fresh 107.9 FM. Thank you, Akim Karim, for being a part of the program and for your perspectives on some of the stories that made the headlines. It's a pleasure, bro. So we'll come your way again. You know, Freshly Pressed comes up every morning by 7 a.m. on Fresh 107.9 FM. I am Lulu Fadu Jusain. Bye for now. We play R&B, reggae, hip-hop, Apala, Juju and Fuji, Afro, gospel, Islamic music and more. 107.9 FM, your feel-good radio. Oh, my shield, you share more gabby aro lady. Oh, to a drum meta team, my melt if you want it. You shall do right, no share. To a repel call. Let's if it gets our loose shoe and no share see. Ah, Uluri, what could be? Whoa, Cosia, what we can call. Oh, Tony Care, you won't only rather that I say, Latte Quinlan or Reatia B. But we have waited with a megabyte. Fuenicon, Conto back with phone, Lori Lano, Airtel family plan. Testa one for one hash by ye, Latte Janfani ye. Airtel, the smartphone network. to this program this morning, dear listener. I am Temi Tokwe Ibrahim, and with me is a guest from King's Interbiz Estate Limited. And with me this morning on this program is Mrs. Omoni Misola. Good morning, our listeners. And for us having you here this morning, I know it's, it's a good news. What do you have for us? Yes, definitely a very, very good news. We are presently doing a promo on one of our property and that is the one at Idiori. Okay. We sell our land uh, outrightly per plot for 600,000 and for anybody who is buying half plots, we sell for 300,000. Okay. Then if you are buying on installments, we sell for 700,000. Okay. And initial deposit of 10%, which is 70,000 Naira, and you will spread the remaining payment for 23 months, which you will be paying 27,400 monthly. Wow, wow. And we are not leaving out half plot people who want to buy half plot, who doesn't have enough to buy a full plot. Okay. So for anybody that is buying half plot, your initial deposit is 35,000 Naira. Hmm. And your monthly payment, which will be 
spread for 23 months, you'll be paying 13,700 monthly. Now we have a promo, and um, our package is for the first 50 outright purchasers, we are going to give you a five percent discount on the cost of the land, either you are buying half plot or full plot. So okay. there's five percent discount on your purchase the first 50 clients who comes around okay. to buy then we are giving there's a gift for buying and you are entitled to also a vegetable oil and rice for christmas mm. and christmas. this promo is going to last from 1st of november to 4th of december mm. and we're not also leaving out our instrumental payment people okay, are not paying instrumentally they are yes. not left out they are not left out okay so the first 50 instrumental uh, purchasers okay. are also entitled to gift, mm. they're entitled to vegetable oil, mm. and they're entitled to rice. Wow, that's awesome. Between you said the date is between first of November, first of no- November to fourth of December. When you call us, okay. we take you to the location, you go and see the land. The land is well fenced around. Wow, it's fenced around gates, and people already are building inside the place already. Mm. We give instant allocation to whosoever is buying, either outrightly or in installments. Wow, we are not holding awesome. you back. We want you to start working on your land. Even when you are paying installments, we give you allocation. You give us the duration of one month after payment. Then you are not paying for form. No. You just pay for your land. You get your receipts and we give you what we give you after your payment. Your you've made of total payment. You we are the one that will do your corner piece. Okay. We, we are the, we are the no one, special payment for no, corner no, piece. No. Wow. Agreement that you are not paying for that. Certificate okay. of allocation, you are not paying for that. Hmm. Copy of perimeter survey you are not paying for that it's free all that is part of the money you have paid for okay. and also we have farmland at abuli alabata okay that we are selling and our farmland is two hundred and fifty thousand for one acre which is six plots and there's room for anybody that wants to buy in plots our plot is forty two thousand naira per plot and also it is not limited to people who want to pay outrightly there's room for anybody that wants to pay in installment 